Well, that was awesome, wasn't it? Um, you know, what, what you're receiving here, we get every day at Karis Bible College. No exaggeration. <laughs> every day. Everybody say every day. How many of you could stand a little dose of this every day? Or a, or a big dose of it? Um, I mean, every teacher is, is awesome. They have their own giftings. Uh, anointing, and it's just, it's just powerful. And you, and you cannot come to Karis Bible College without your life being changed and transformed. And then it's, it doesn't stop there. God changes us so that we could change others. Yeah? Yes. Amen? And so uh, I, I want to uh, just encourage you to, if God's uh, spoken to you, dealing with you about your, your life making a difference, to take the, take the step of faith and go back out there and register because I'm telling you, it is just awesome. I uh, direct the school of ministry, but we've got in the third year, we've got a school of ministry, we've got a school, school of missions, school of media, school of business, and school of worship. And in our, in our first year, we help you get, in, at Karis Bible College, we help you get grounded in the Word, all of these truths, all these foundational truths, all these things that, that uh, you're, you're getting excited about, you become grounded in that. The second year, we, uh, we take you to another level of applying this in, in practical ministry. You go on missions trips, uh, it becomes more, more intense training. Then third year, we help you to get laser focused in your gifts and your calling. And... Uh, the way I like to describe it is that uh, when you come to Cares Bible College, we're going to help you identify what it is that you're pregnant with. You're, as Arthur shared, you're pregnant with purpose before the foundation of the world. And we're going to help you uh, identify that and, and something uh, is going to cause your baby to leap. Yeah? And then we're, our, our goal is to help bring to birth that which God has, uh, has conceived and, and put in you before the foundation of the world. Uh, in, the, in our third year ministry school, we have the students get together in groups and develop ministry strategies for what God's put in their heart. Pastor Dan helps me with that. And, and, uh, and the students present their ministry ideas. Then we put them in groups to strategize and develop that ministry um, because a lot of people just, they have this in their heart, but they don't know how to bring it to pass. And um, one, one girl presented her idea this year and she finished presenting and she said, I think my water just broke. <laughs> so listen, it's exciting. And I know Andrew and Jamie have to be just so thrilled to see all of these people not only graduate, but go out into ministry, go out into business, fulfill the calling on their lives. And it's just a privilege for Janice and I to be a part. Uh, we've known uh, of Karis Bible College, we've known Andrew and Jamie for over 20 years. They'd come to our church every year. And I'm telling you, they've, they've been preaching the same message. Uh, they've been, they're the same. They, they uh, were one of the few ministers that would take time just to, just to love our children. And uh, my son is now working 
uh, as a daily television producer for Andrew and under Stephen, and it's just awesome. But we went through, uh, several years ago, we went through a, an involuntary church plant. I don't know if you've... <laughs> I call it that instead of a church split, so we get credit for it. But um, uh, we, we, there, there was a, a $9 million lawsuit filed against us for a frivolous counseling thing that happened, and it was a frivolous lawsuit over a counseling thing and that got dropped later. But anyway, uh, we'd already known a- Andrew and Jamie. They'd almost, I mean, Jamie had uh, just done everything she could to convince us to try to come to their minister's conference. And, and uh, now we were drowning. Uh, and uh, Wendell and Linda encouraged us to come. And so we came in 1994 to the minister's conference. And I tell you, our lives were just changed. We were healed. God restored us. Um, I know uh, Andrew doesn't talk a lot about uh, some of these uh, series of messages, but uh, the Christian Survival Kit, wasn't that the name of that? About uh, from John uh, 13, 14, anywhere along in there. Man, that, that was, we lived on that. We wore out those tapes. Um, then also how to stay full of God. Man, it was just awesome. And then, and then uh, just a few uh, years ago, God spoke to us. We pastored the same church for 24 years, and He spoke to us. He had a new assignment for us, and, and through a long series of th- events, we, we're here. And uh, we're just, it's just awesome to see what God's doing, and we're, we're having a small part in that. Um, I, I've got the, the best healing book that I have ever written. Of course, it's the only one too, but, but uh, what got the, these, this book is written out of, out of uh, experience where we drew on principles from the word and we experienced these principles uh, bringing healing to pass in our lives. I was healed of cancer. My son, Michael, who is Andrew's television, daily television producer was healed of a muscular arthritic condition. Um, and, and different people, each of these chapters is different principles that we saw people healed through. Uh, according to your faith, Jesus took it for us. It's your move. You're loved. Uh, see yourself well. Aggressive faith. Exalt the truth over the facts. That's, that's powerful. Uh, dealing with counterattacks. Most people don't know how to deal with counterattacks. And when the enemy tries to come back... They, they, they agree that, well, it, I guess we're going to perish. I guess God healed us, but, uh, but it's a lie. Are you, are you listening to me? Now, these are all things that, that uh, I have the privilege with Daniel and, and uh, Ashley and Carly to teach in healing school. And um, so this book is for someone here who needs healing. So uh, uh, Gary will get that to you. And only, only if you'll take it, read it, and pass it on. Amen? Praise God. And so, man, Healing School is today at 1 o'clock, and we're going to have a great time. We're going to have a panel, answer questions about healing. Uh, we don't know all the answers, but I tell you what, every one of us that are part of this panel has received healing. And how many of you know that's worth something? Amen. And so uh, we're, go- we're going to have a great time 
the healing school today. Uh, come, come back at 1 o'clock. We'll worship and we'll get into the Word. And not only that, uh, if you come with expectation, you will receive. Today is your day of salvation. Now is accepted time. Amen? All right. I, like to st- I always like to start my message with a funny. Is that all right? It's good anesthetic for the Word. The human brain is one of the most astonishing things in God's creation. It starts forming about three weeks after conception. It weighs in about three pounds at maturity. It controls about 650 muscles and 78 organs. It's responsible for nearly 100 trillion cells that make up the human body. It contains billions of nerves that communicate with millions of nerve endings throughout the body, all within nanoseconds. How amazing is that? It's constantly working, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, from the day you're born until the day you fall in love. Praise God. Proverbs 4, verse 1. Now, I'm reading out of the New King James. Uh, when I get to uh, 2 Corinthians 1, guys back there, I'm going to read out of the King James. And um, Hear my children, verse 1. Hear my children the instruction of a father and give attention to no understanding. For I, I give you good doctrine, do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in, inside of my mother, he also taught me and said, said to me, let your heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live, get wisdom, get understanding, do not for, forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth, do not forsake her and she'll preserve you, love her and she'll keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Say that with me. Wisdom is the principal thing. It's the main thing. It's it's the first and the main thing. And therefore get wisdom and in all you're getting get understanding. Exalt her. She'll promote you. She'll bring you to honor when you embrace her. She'll place on your head an ornament of grace, crown of glory she will deliver to you. Wisdom, the Bible says, is the principal thing. It's the first and the main thing. It's the grace that God gives to us to help us keep the main thing the main thing. Wisdom is the grace to prioritize and apply knowledge in a a right way for the greatest common good. It's It's the ability to know what to do, what principle to apply that will produce life, good fruit, the blessing of God, and leave people better off. How many of you want to leave people better off? Uh, you, you know, we, we get knowledge, but then what do we do with that knowledge? Yeah? I mean, people a lot of times get knowledge and they use it or abuse it in, in, a, in a way that God never intended. Wisdom will help us apply knowledge the right way. Yeah? And, and we, we need wisdom in order to apply 
knowledge. Otherwise, uh, like John Osteen, my former pastor years ago, Joel's dad, he said, we, we, we get truth and we, be, we, we use it like a fire a hose and we, we blast people with it, you know. And now, you know, we, we have people with a, with a limited measure of understanding of grace and they load their grace gun in the name of grace and love, of course, and then they start shooting people with it. Uh, you UK folks, and you wouldn't understand that, but anyway, they're, they're you know, and they, and they say, that's law, that's law, that's law. Oh, how many of you know that blesses you? How many of you got shot with, a, with somebody's so-called grace gun? You know, years ago in the faith movement, it was, you know, confession. You had the confession police. And now they've resurrected with grace guns. <laughs> That's not wisdom. Amen? And it's not love. And by the way, it's not grace. <laughs> Amen? Knowledge is the accumulation of truth and facts. Understanding is the proper arrangement of truth and facts, where you get the knowledge and you know what file to put it in, okay? But wisdom is knowing what file, what, what knowledge and what file to apply for the, be, for the best common good of those that you're serving, yes? And... And wisdom will exalt you, it'll promote you, it'll honor you. And here it says in verse 9, it's the ornament of grace or it's the picture of the outworking of what grace looks like. You cannot walk in grace without walking in wisdom. You can't walk in wisdom without walking in grace. Are you listening to me? They're inseparable because they embody a person and his name is Jesus. Now look back at Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding for her proceeds are better than the profits of uh, silver. So wisdom is better than financial gain, yes? And her gain than fine gold. She's more precious than rubies and all the things that you desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand, in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are, are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. And she's a tree of life to those who take hold on her. So here's some additional benefits of wisdom. Length of days, you, you desire that? It, it's a result of wisdom. Riches, honor, pleasantness, peace, and Ecclesiastes 9, verse 16 and 18 says it's better than strength, better than weapons of war. And Proverbs 24, 3 says through, through wisdom a house is built, a marriage, a home, a church, a ministry, a business, a king, a, any kingdom purpose, it's built through wisdom. Now, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and we want to camp out there a little bit. 1 Corinthians 
chapter 1, and I want to read this from the King James Version, Paul's Bible. <laughs> King James Version, so, uh, verse 30, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 30. Um, but of him are, are you in, uh, in Christ Jesus who's made unto us. Of him are you in Christ Jesus who is made unto us. Everybody say he's made unto us. He's made unto us wisdom. He's, he, he has been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and, redemp- and redemption. These, this is one of those past tense truths that Barry was talking about yesterday. He has been made unto us wisdom. Is that not true? He's also been made unto us righteousness. He's also been made unto us healing. He's also been made unto us peace. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. But has he ever been made, past tense, something unto us that present tense we've not yet experienced? Has that ever happened for any of you? Now, when you get knowledge of the love of God, knowledge of all that the sacrifice of Jesus meant and and all that uh, Arthur was saying today, in God's mind, it wasn't, it didn't just start at creation and and now he had to come up with a plan. You know, when when Adam messed up, before the foundation of the world, he purposed in himself to give us everything we need to reign in life. Yeah, not just, not just forgiveness of sins, but right standing with Him. Healing, uh, uh, peace, prosperity, all this. But one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. He has been made unto us wisdom. Do you believe that? I said, do you believe that? No, you don't. Not by the Christians I hang around with. Oh my God, I don't know what to do. Man, I got a thing from the IRS. and Oh my God, the doctor said this. Oh my God, I don't know what's going to happen with the economy. Oh, I mean, we start shaking. No, he's been made unto us wisdom. If we believe that, we have the answers on the inside of us. Love, his love didn't just, you know, get us saved. His love invested in us everything we need for life and godliness in this life and the life to come. Resident on the inside of us is this, is this resource, this powerful resource that I call, it's a latent, um, untapped resource for most people because they attribute to someone else, well, maybe, you know, Andrew's got wisdom. He's got a little bit. But, you know, I mean, you know, who can know the will of God? You can. Because he's been made unto you wisdom. Listen, you remember when you first heard the message that you were made the righteousness of God in Christ? That Jesus took your sin and he, and he gave you his righteousness. Remember how freeing that message was. 
You have right standing with him. Then you, re- you remember when you first discovered the fact that, hey, by his stripes I was healed. I'm not trying to get healed. The devil has just tried to camp sickness in my body and I'm running this trespasser out. He doesn't have a place here. Get out. Amen. You're not staying here because I, he took stripes on his back. If he took them, I'm not, and, for, for, and took my sickness, I'm not taking it. Remember that? Okay. All that's true. But you know what else is true? He's already been made unto you wisdom. If that's true, there are answers to problems that you, you, that you have. There are cures to cancer. There, there, are, there are businesses waiting to be birthed. There are ministries waiting to be birthed. There, there are ideas and, and solutions to problems, to world's problems. There, there, there are innovations that, that God will, will put in you. There are mediums of communication yet to be, yet to be uh, communicated. There are inventions in, in us, in Christ, in us, that he's deposited in us that will help bless the world. There are, there are books in us. There are, there are, um, there, there are ideas, there are ministries in us. There, there, uh, there are all kinds of things in us, in wisdom, if we'll just agree, if we'll believe that. Do you believe it? Look at your neighbor and say, you are wall-to-wall wisdom. Okay, (laughs) it's taken you a while to convince them, I see. Listen, he has been made unto us wisdom. Past tense, present tense, what are you doing with it? Wisdom? What are you doing with it, wise guy? There are a whole lot of Christians ignorant of this truth, and because they're ignorant, then then the answers that are within us uh, we don't draw on because we don't believe. We believe it's out here somewhere. When I pastored a church and had my staff, they came, we came together with my elders or my staff, and we had a problem would be presented or something. I just trained them. Listen, here's the deal. Let me tell you guys, here's how it's going to operate. Do not ever come to me with a problem that you haven't thought through and prayed over the solution or the answer. I can, it, people come to me, you know, as a pastor, pastor, did you know this? Did you know that? <laughs> did you know this problem? Did you know that problem? No, I didn't know it. I've just been here 24 years. <laughs> it, it, ta- it takes no faith, no anything, wisdom to identify a problem. But it's another thing, Mark, if you come to me and tell me a problem and then say, listen, I've been praying over this, uh, Greg, and I'm thinking, you know, what if we did this or this or this? Now, see, that's, that's a person that I'll promote 
because that person is drawn on the wisdom of God that's within him. Amen? Now listen, what happens is, we, you know, we, we put all confidence and all wisdom and all knowing in, in whoever our supervisors are. Listen, if you want to grow in what God's called you to do, you've got to tap into the wisdom on the inside of you. Say, I'm, I'm a Bible answer man. I have solutions in me. I have answers in me. Amen? Do you believe that? There's so much latent, untapped power in the form of wisdom stored up, ready to be released to change the world that is in this room and watching uh, by live streaming right now. It would literally turn the world right side up. The wisdom, the answers are in you. It's in you. Say, he's been made unto me. Wisdom. There are deals yet to be made that will prosper you. There are God ideas and inventions that will bless the world and bring glory to God. There are new strategies to be developed that will increase productivity and excellence in in the marketplace, in the church. There are answers and solutions to complex problems yet to be discovered. There are cures to age-old diseases. There there, there are... uh, relationships yet to be reconciled and restored and they're all waiting on the wisdom of God that that is resident on the inside of you for you just to believe all right Lord when you call me to a place I'm stepping into it with the grace of God and part of the grace of God is I'm bringing your wisdom into this situation amen hallelujah I said hallelujah when God sends you to a place, He sends you with answers. He, he, doesn't, just, he doesn't just send you with, with a simple message. He sends you with answers. And I'm telling you, you, go, you bring answers to community problems, and you're going to have their ear. And they'll listen to what you have to say. Yes? Amen. So many Christians have, have knowledge but they fail to draw on the wisdom in them to properly apply that knowledge. And I've already shared that with you about the fire hose, uh, you know, uh, description or, or illustration. But knowledge by itself can hurt. It can destroy. It can condemn. Uh, the Bible says that, that we're to speak the truth in love. Isn't that right? A word in season. How many of you ever received a word out of season? The old Chinese proverb says, do not attempt to remove a fly from your friend's forehead with a hatchet. (laughs) Just a a misdirected knowledge there. I was was raised in a single-parent home, oldest of five children, and a, a cry in my heart, my parents were divorced, and, and my, the cry in my heart was, God, would you show me how to live? Would you show me how to live with wisdom? I didn't know. I didn't have a clue. And God, but God began to reveal to me how to activate the wisdom that was on the inside of me. And that's just what I want to share with you on practical level 
Uh, first of all, you know, we have to believe it, but on a practical level, how can we activate this wisdom that's already resident on the inside of us? It's the, I, I love what Barry said yesterday because I, I believe these things, but now how do I activate it in grace where I don't get into works and law? Yeah? And how many of you know we can do that? Yeah, I can have grace to, to activate what's, what's on the inside of me, and certainly it, it, it involves faith, but how do I do that? And so what I want to share with you is just what God's taught me over the years. And you know what? I mean, this is what, what people t- will tell me all the time is, that, you know, uh, and I'm not saying this to brag on me. They'll tell me, listen, where did you get that wisdom? Well, I'm going to tell you I got it because I realized I had it, but then I also realized how to activate it, and I just want to pass it on to you because answers are on the inside of you. Yeah? Amen. So I'm just going to share with you some practical things that will help you activate the wisdom that you've already got on the inside of you that's worked for me. Number one, you just need to declare that he's been made unto you wisdom. If you guys could just keep that up there just for a moment. Declare. You might want to write it down. Declare that he's been made unto you wisdom. You know, when, when I first understood about the, uh, that I was the righteousness of God in Christ, I started talking about that. You're righteous. You're loved of God. You're accepted in the beloved. You're the righteous man. You're not, you're not, when Andrew started talking about, you know, spirit, soul, and body, and I said, whoa, wait a minute. You mean that's who I am? The righteous get bold as a lion. Hallelujah. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't arrogance, but I started embracing it. I started speaking it. I started declaring it. You know what? When I got that re- revelation about healing, I'm not going to be healed. I am healed. My body's just got to catch up with that revelation, and I started declaring it. Listen, we've got to start declaring, I have the wisdom of God. He's been made unto me wisdom, and I'm walking in it. I have answers. I have the mind of Christ. Instead of saying, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know what to do here. I don't know what to do there. Well, I might not know presently what to do, but I know what to do when I don't know what to do. (laughs) I've got the mind of Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, you've got the mind of Christ. Start acting like it. Start declaring it. Start embracing it. Listen, death and life are in the power of the tongue. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm not trying to be. That's who I am. And I, he has been made unto me wisdom. So wisdom's in me. And all I, it's waiting for me just to agree with it. Humility is, is depending on God and agreeing with God. And a lot of us, God just doesn't agree with. I mean, I'm talking about our minds. He agrees with who we are. But, you know, man, we need to agree. I've got the wisdom of God. I've got the mind of Christ. So answers abide in me. You're never going to start walking in it if you don't agree with it. And, And begin to exalt the truth that he's been made unto me wisdom above the facts that maybe presently you've got a complex problem you don't know how to deal with. How do I start dealing with it? Well, I may not know in the natural, but I know that the one in me uh, who abides in me has made unto, been made unto me wisdom. And I'll know. 
I said, I'll know. If anybody's going to find the answer, I'll find it. Good preaching, Pastor Greg. Hallelujah. What shall, Romans 8, 31, what then shall we say to these things? What things? Anything that tells you you don't have wisdom. Hey, that's a lie. I've got it. Say, I've got it. I mean, you, you ever heard that message? You've already got it. You've already got it. And one thing else, one, one additional thing you have is wisdom. Look at your neighbor and say, I know he's talking to you now. No, number two. Number two. Make, make the fear of the Lord the highest value in your decision making. The fear of the Lord. The, the fear of the Lord, and I'm not talking about being afraid of God, make the fear of the Lord the highest value in your decision-making. Why do I say that? Because I've experienced it and because the Bible says, Psalm 111, uh, chapter, uh, chapter 111, verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of wisdom. We cannot begin to walk in and draw on the wisdom within us until the fear of the Lord becomes a higher value to us than the fear of man. And can I tell you, there's just a whole lot of Christians walking around on emotional and, and uh, otherwise eggshells, afraid of people. They're afraid of what their parents might think. I mean, some of you, some of you are vacillating back and forth about going to Karis Bible College because you're concerned about what people think. Listen, if you really knew how little they thought of you, you wouldn't worry about it. They're not thinking about you. Who are they thinking about? Okay. All right. So, but stop it. Stop. You, God's got a, God, we just heard it. God's got this plan before the foundation of the world that he, he saw in you and he saw you pass the cross and he saw you walking in it, the purpose that he had in, uh, for you before the foundation of the world. And you cannot fulfill that walking and living in somebody else's shadow. Now, I'm not saying, you know, trying to offend people, but, you know, if they're going to be offended, let them get offended and get over it. And if they don't get over it, they're going to get offended anyway. You might as well go ahead and offend them early. John Osteen used to say, you know, if the, if the cat's fur is ruffled, you know, turn the cat around. <laughs> but the, but the, listen, why is that true? Why is it that, that the fear of man, the Bible says it's a snare, it actually keeps us from drawing on the wisdom that's within us because it, because it requires flattery, manipulation, blame shifting, selfish ambition, and lies to rule that kind of relationship. And Jesus isn't in that equation. You can't, you can't draw out the wisdom that's in you walking in the fear of man. 
It's the fear of the Lord, which is simply this. I honor what he has for me and what he says about me more than anything else. When God, I was in a very, had a very successful business, uh, in a wholesale floors business in Houston, Texas. And, and, um, part of the call of my life, I was, I was, man, we were making a lot of money, sowing money into the kingdom. I love to make money. I still do. And I love, cause I love to sow. And I, but one, I had a high cash flow business. And one day I would, and one day, um, you know, I was, I was just, uh, counting my money and I heard that old song by Peggy Lee. I didn't even like her. But I, I heard that song, Is That All There Is? And that began my call into ministry. And, and I lived my entire life before I got saved and filled with the Spirit trying to uh, walk in an acceptance and approval, as, as Arthur said, of my dad, trying to play on a stage large enough where my dad would come and watch me. And now... The call of God on my life is finally I've got his approval in a measure because of my success in business and now the Lord's leading me to go somewhere else. And and you you know if you're gonna if you're going to follow God, and I'm speaking to someone here today, God's called you. He, He he's he's got you're pregnant with purpose. You've got to take that step. I'm speaking to someone here, God has called to Karis Bible College. And, he, and you've got to take that step. But the only way you're going to take that step is you, you've got to place a higher value on the fear of the Lord, honoring God than honoring men. Amen? And if you'll do that, if you do that, wisdom, wisdom will come. It's what, listen, fear of man is what caused uh, Saul to lose his kingdom, Eli to lose his kingdom because he honored his sons more than God. Look, I, I learned the fear of the Lord. I learned the, primarily, I learned the fear of the Lord from two people, Andrew Womack and Paul Milligan. God sent me to Decatur, Texas. I thought he was sentencing me to anonymity. <laughs> but that's where I met Andrew, and I watched a man in ministry walk in the fear of the Lord. And I watched Paul Milligan walk in the fear of the Lord. They taught me how to honor God no matter what people said honor God and then not that not allow that to affect my significance my identity and 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 so on and it's just changed my life so that'll bring wisdom to you number three I'm going to hit these hit these last three points real quickly but this is this is so significant um ask the Holy Spirit what love would do in this situation, ask the Holy Spirit what love would do. When James 1.5 says, if any, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. I don't ask God for wisdom I already have. I just ask him to show me what part of the word to apply that will manifest the love of God to that person in that situation. And let me tell you something. Wisdom, and how many of you want to walk in wisdom all the time? Wisdom and love, the wisdom and love are sisters. When when Jesus, when when Jesus, see most decisions that that require wisdom, it's not difficult, you know, to make a decision between good and evil. It's it's good or gooder, (laughs) good or better. 
And so when Jesus, you know, or you have conflicting principles from the Word, what, you know, instead of just pulling a, uh, a Scripture verse out because you dealt with a person and maybe that verse helped somebody else, that may not be that principle that that person needs. I remember one time I was uh, in pastoring. You have to do this sometimes. We had to bring correction to this lady who didn't play on the playground with the other children real well. <laughs> Pastor Lawson, Pastor Dan, you guys know what I'm talking about. I mean, everywhere, it was drama, everywhere. I mean, all kinds of problems. People would come to me and say, you know, you got to deal with this. She's, you know, jumping on us about this, all kinds of problems. So, so finally, you know, I, 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 brought her, I brought her in, I called her in. Uh, and tried, we tried to be patient with her and deal with it, but then we had to bring her in. We we're going to have to correct her. So I, 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 I was prepared my associate, uh, one of my staff guys to help me to, you know, we're going to be kind to her, but we've got to correct her. So, so she, she comes into office and, and I went through this whole thing telling him what we're going to do. And, and she comes in office, sits down, and then out of my mouth came, I just want you to know, you are such a blessing to this church. I want you to know I appreciate the faithfulness in you. I want you to know. I mean, I'm, I'm just, and I wasn't flattering her. I was telling her things that were true, uh, but I just didn't emphasize the other. And my, and my staff guy is like this. And I'm sitting beside myself doing this. But I'm, I, I go through this for about five minutes, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, she just burst into tears. And she said, I've been dreading this meeting. I've been sitting out in this office, outside your office, in, and re, I was reminded of sitting outside of the assistant principal's office. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then, and then I've been so bad. I've done all this. She starts confessing on herself. Well, see, when, when you're depending on the Holy Spirit and you're thinking about what love would do, wisdom will be there. Man, I looked good. I resolved the, now, so you can't always do that. But again, wisdom will know. That's what Jesus did when, when, when they came to him with a woman caught in, with adul- in adultery. I probably would have done different. I would have asked him to bring the guy first. But anyway, <laughs> as far as I know, it takes two. Yeah, but, but what Jesus, what did he do? What, what did he do when they were trying to pressure him to act on a principle that, that was in the word. What, judgment, justice, he's got to have ju- judgment. What did Jesus do? Tell, somebody tell me. He knelt down in what? He drew on the ground. Now, like Andrew said, he was probably writing their girlfriend's names. I could imagine, you know, all that. But let me tell you, more important than what he was writing on the, drawing on the ground, what he was actually doing was while he was drawing on the ground, he was taking time to draw on the Father for wisdom. And if you want wisdom, you have to take the time 
I'm talking about you've been made, he's been made unto you wisdom, but you've got to take the time to draw out what love would do. And, and if you're going to do that, you cannot make decisions of expedience, comfort, or convenience, because that's not love. And if you want wisdom, how many of you want to, how many of you want to walk, activate the wisdom that's in you? Then you've got to, then you've got to release the love. You've got to walk in love, essentially. Solomon knew that love, remember when he was presented with the, with the two women that claimed to be the mother of this baby? Solomon knew that love would sacrifice self-interest for that child's life and give up being the mother of that child to save, <clears throat> to save the child's life. In other words, Solomon knew that he'd get wisdom if he would make decision out of love. Amen? Number four, it's real simple, seek counsel. For by wise counsel, you'll wage your own war and a multitude of counselors, there's safety. How many of you know each of us has our own perspective on things? Even when God speaks to us, how many of you God has ever spoken to about a certain thing? Let me tell you something. You need, still need to get counsel about it because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, we know in part and, but here's, here's what, what is not counsel. Let me tell you what's not counsel. When you come to somebody and you say, listen, God told me to do this. You're not asking me anything. You're not asking for counsel. You're just, you're just asking for my agreement. You know what I do? I may know God told me what, but I come to my people that I trust and I'll say, listen, uh, I'm sensing the Lord's direction in this. Uh, give me your feedback on it. And, and it, I'm rarely changed by the counsel of, uh, regarding the what, but almost always, all, almost always the way or the strategy or the timing of it, I'm better off when I hear counsel. But most people never receive counsel. Mo- most of you, the reason why wisdom's not activated, because you're not activating counsel. You think you know, you, you, you do, but you only know in part. And we each have blind spots. We each have perspective. I, I need more perspective. Now, I'm not talking about somebody ruling your life, but when you listen to them, what happens is, the, see, the Bible says to every purpose, Ecclesiastes 8, every purpose, there's both time and judgment. That means there's timing and strategy. And, and what happens in counsel, I, 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 I begin to understand the strategy about the what to bring it to pass. How many of you ladies have ever been pregnant? How long does it take? Nine months. What happens if you, if you try to birth that baby four months, five months? There's a lot of spiritual miscarriages and abortions in the body of Christ because we don't access the wisdom through counsel that God's made available to us because most of it's pride and most of it is, you know, we're not teachable. Listen, the Bible says to the, to the, uh, to the humble uh, to, uh, our, is wisdom. To the humble is wisdom. Everybody say humble. humble. That means you listen. That means you're teachable. Amen? And then finally, uh, brother, I could just unpack a lot of this, but I just want to give you, I want to tell you one more point and tell you a story. Is that all right? We have the landing. We have the airport in sight. Please do not disembark. 
could be dangerous to your health. Pray in the Spirit. And stay full of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14, 2, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. How being in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. Everybody say, when I pray in tongues, I'm praying mysteries. Now you combine that with 1 Corinthians 2, verse 7, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Wow. When I'm praying in tongues, I'm praying up the wisdom of God and the mind of Christ that's on the inside of me, and my mind will be watered with it. Daniel shared yesterday out of Ephesians 5 about walking in wisdom, how walking in wisdom and staying full of the Spirit is connected. Now, let me tell you a story. I mean, I mean I, there's so much. You, you guys could just take this and you preachers and teachers, just, you can just teach it. This is copyrighted material you write to copy. When I was pastoring, we, we, we were, uh, Andrew's been, Andrew and Jamie have been to our church several times. Um, we were landlocked. Okay, we had two and a half acres. Gail, that's not enough to build anything significant. And so this property was, we had uh, seven and a half acres on, we had two and a half acres next to us. Somebody owned in the seven and a half acres. After the, the seven and a half acres, the people would sell. This guy next to me wouldn't sell. And we wouldn't sell, wouldn't sell, wouldn't sell. Man, I prayed, fasted, walked on the ground, confessed it's mine, everything we could do, you know. I mean, I believe God gave me a word, it's ours. And I spoke up, man. And I mean, I was just, in, I'm in faith, we're going to receive that. But I mean, over a period of years, this guy wouldn't move. And so finally, you know, church is growing, we got to do something, Mark. So I'll go to the elders and I say, guys, you know, are we missing something? And one of the elders just in real, real humbly, he said, Pastor, I want to, I'm not doubting that you heard God that that property is yours, but we need to look at this di- disappointment as a divine appointment. And that, there, that, that closed door may open the door to something else. So I started, you know, I, I said, okay, well maybe, all right, maybe that's just for a later time. And we started looking at other property. Uh, then I was praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit, and then, and I went to a college uh, career day at at my son's high school, and I and I connected with the mayor of Decatur, who was also a real estate agent, and he and he said, and I started telling him about our situation. He said, "It's funny you talk to me about that, Greg, because just this morning, this lady, Mrs. Reeves." Uh, has this 23 acres on the main drag in Decatur and, and she's offering it for $440,000 and it, which is a deal, which I'm praising God. Hallelujah. And so we started talking. Well, she had the first kindergarten in Decatur, Texas up on this hill. And when she found out our vision for youth and children and all that, she said, well, boys, I'll tell you what, if you just make sure I clear $200,000, you can have that property. Hallelujah. Not, not, done, not done with the story. Remember, wisdom walks in love. And so we found out, you know, that it was going to take 212000 and we made that offer. Then we got into negotiate. We got into the 
contract and got into closing and found out later it was going to take 232000 And so the, this mayor, who's a, he's a First Baptist deacon, and he came to me and said, now, you know, she'll probably take two twenty-two. And I said, well, Bobby, I said, what do we commit to Mrs. Reeves? He said, well, you can, we committed to give her 200000 that she cleared 200000 I said, well, what is it going to take for her to clear 200000 he said, well, it's going to take 232. I said, well, then we pay her 232. He started crying. Now, I'm, I'm going to quickly get to the end. We, we have landed. We're still on the tarmac. He started crying. He said, Greg, do you have a place in your church for a broken down Baptist? Listen, the Paul Harvey now, she went on to be with Jesus. Three years later, everybody say three years. Three Three acres of that 23, we sold for $300,000. Just a few years later, oh Jesus. (laughs) I'm talking about the wisdom of God. Just a few years after that, we had made a commitment to help Andrew's ministry when when he was finishing out Karis Bible College, where it's at right now, we made a commitment on a Wednesday night when, or some night when he was there. I said, we're going to, we're going to, I'm believing God for $100,000. You remember that, Andrew? I'm not telling you to brag. I'm just saying that was a commitment we made. Now, we kind of piecemealed. Well, I think we got 20-something thousand that night, and we finally got up to about 50,000. Well, then just, I think it was five years later, uh, someone came and offered us. <laughs> million dollars for the the other 20 acres. Man, we got the rest of the 100,000 to Andrew. We paid off a youth building. We bought another 19 acres of property. And today, uh, the River Church in Decatur, Texas has over $2 million of property because of wisdom. That What am I telling you that for? Because that same wisdom abides in you. There are deals for you. He's been made unto you wisdom. Stand up on your feet. He's been made unto you wisdom. Say that with me. Lord Jesus, you've been made unto me. Wisdom. Inventions. Creative ideas. Strategies. Ministries. Churches. Businesses. Are on the inside of me. Answers. Solutions. I have it. And I, I have, and I'll give to the world. Now, put your hand over your heart. Just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost just a little bit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're drawing out the wisdom of God, Father. Lord, what you did for me. Lord, you're doing for everyone here. Lord, water that idea. Draw it up. Draw it up. Draw it up. Draw the wisdom of God out, Lord. I declare wisdom of God that's in you come forth. Answers come forth. Solutions, creative ideas, inventions come forth in Jesus' name. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Now just lift your hands and just start praising Him for that wisdom. We praise you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Now I'm going I'm, I'm to stop, but I need to say this. Listen. God's spoken to Andrew about this new property. And I mean, we're, we're moving in it. Well, I'm going to tell you something. It's not happening without us. The wisdom in us needs to help fulfill the wisdom and strategy in them. Amen. Amen. And you have a part. And I want to encourage you that, that I don't know what Andrew's going to do on Thursday, uh, tomorrow for this, but I'm going to tell you, uh, every one of us has a part. Has your life been changed? Really, I mean, no, I'm, I mean, I'm asking, has your, has your life been impacted and transformed? Listen, guys, this is, this is too big of a deal for us just to kind of sit on the sidelines and watch. Well, we'll just watch and see. Well, you can watch and see. It's still going to happen. But I'm going to tell you something. If, he, if, they need, if they need by the end of July to know, then you know what? We need to, we need to love them enough. If, if we've been impacted by them, then we need to love them enough to tell them, you know, we're going to do this. this. You know, this week we can do this much, but you can count on us by the end of the year. We're going to do this. And you know what? I believe that God spoke to me that there's $2 million. $2 million of the four is in this house and those that are watching. And, and I'm, just, I'm just calling that forth. See, we're talking about strategies. This is a strategy that we've got to participate in. And, you know, if you'll just start like we did with that 100,000, we started with 20, 23, and then we just, and we made the 100. Amen? And so I'm just, I'm, I'm calling forth the kingdom strategies to bring that, that $4 million in. In Jesus' name, amen? amen. Will you agree with me? Amen. All right, we're, we're not just agreeing, we're being a part. God, you show me my part, and I'll do my part. Everybody does their part, and it gets done. Amen? Say, I have the wisdom of God. I have strat- kingdom strategies, and you're helping me activate them. And I'm committed to help Andrew and Jamie fulfill the kingdom strategy and vision God gave them. Amen?